So as I was saying a few weeks ago in Omicron on Broadway, the 21st century capitalist genocide, I told you all that this situation is getting out of hand, that the surge in cases was only going to begin that week as it was three weeks after Thanksgiving. And like clockwork, we turned around and broke a record last week on Wednesday as we surged to over 400,000 cases. We fit 480,000 cases. Then we hit 580,000 cases this past week. The Omicron variant is spreading around the country at a wildfire pace. And the reason why I use that analogy is that from Colorado to the Middle East, to the UK, to the United States, the denial of climate change should have been the canary in the coal mine for this entire situation. If our governments collectively around the world can be so corrupted, can be so captured by corporate power that they are willing and able to allow corporations for quarterly profit to destroy the environment, the world in which we depend and live on for political expediency, we should have known at that moment that our government was no longer one of the consent of the governed. But on top of that, that our government is no longer, our governments around the world are no longer capable of actually taking care of their citizens. I want to play you all a few quick clips from Anthony Fauci. As we all know, the CDC last weekend or weekend before last, the weekend immediately after Christmas issued new guidance stating that those who are asymptomatic and infected with COVID-19 only need to self-isolate for five days and do not require a negative test in order to return to the workplace or in order to exit isolation. They did this on the heels of a letter that was written by the head of aptly named Delta Airlines CEO, letting them know that it's getting difficult with staffing because we have to follow CDC guidance that keeps people safe, barely now as it is. And I just want to remind you all that in the midst of all of this, Joe Manchin, Joe Biden, and the rest of these so-called Democrats did everything they could to keep family leave, to keep sick, paid sick leave off the table. That is what they did. They did everything that they could to make sure that paid sick leave was kept off the table. During a pandemic, family leave was kept off the table during the pandemic. That's what they did. And so I want you all to hear Mr. Fauci give us all new information, apparently, that it's okay if you're asymptomatic, that you can leave isolation and go back to work. Because that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. This is about the United States government performing the will of corporate boards around the country that you are going to go back to work, sick or not, 
healthy or not, infectious or not, contagious or not. Because, quote unquote, American society is going to collapse. Which we all know is bullshit. What's going to collapse are corporate profits. Here's Dr. Fauci out here to tell the American people that, in fact, it is a an exigent of historical circumstances that you go back to work after you've been infected with COVID-19. And we're going to go over some of the symptoms of COVID-19, and we're going to go over some of the long-term consequences in terms of disability, in terms of dehabilitating people over time. We're going to go over that. Here we go. The purpose of it was is that given the wave, the extraordinary unprecedented wave of infections that we are experiencing now and will certainly experience more of in the next few weeks, that there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated, who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days, that you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running. So the decision was made, although it's not completely risk-free, of saying, let's get that cut in half so that we could have 50%, namely half of the 10 days, and 50% of that time, people can actually be out with a mask in society. He openly admits that this is, quote-unquote, not without risk, which a lot of people are just not understanding what this means. It is not simply outrageous that he is stating that people get to leave. They get to leave without the, the requirement for a negative test. You can remain COVID positive for days, if not weeks after that five days is up. That means that person is going to continue to spread that disease around to those who are vaccinated and unvaccinated, to those who are immunocompromised, to those who have cancer, to those who have HIV, to those who have disabilities, to those who may be elderly, to, and apparently now to kids. And we're going to get to the New York City pediatric hospitalizations and what this jackass has to say as he's feeding into right-wing narratives, talking about kids are hospitalized with COVID, not of COVID. Okay, all right. Knowing that COVID can cause respiratory failure, knowing that it can cause heart issues and deformations, knowing that it can cause strokes, seizures, knowing that it can lead to neurological disorders and nervous system breakdowns and nervous system diseases, this jackass is telling all of us on behalf of the United States corporate sector that you need to get your ass back to work. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. 
here's that man feeding into the right-wing narrative and right has been running with this for well over a year saying ha ha covid numbers are inflated because just because you have covid doesn't mean that you have covid just because you're in the hospital with covid doesn't mean that you're hospitalized with covid i mean like we're playing semantics here guys And somehow we're supposed to believe that in New York City that before Christmas, somehow this explains away, somehow this explanation that he's given to us explains away the idea that these kids are being hospitalized at damn near four to five times the rate that they were before Omicron surged. And we're all supposed to believe that th these are all incidents, that these are just coincidences, that they happen to have COVID and they're being hospitalized. That these surges in hospitalizations don't actually have to do with COVID. They're just people with COVID. These battles of semantics, they sound smart and they sound like, oh, they gotcha. Not really, dumbass. Not really. The only thing that you've proven is that you don't understand how logic works. Let me walk you through it. If during a known surge of COVID cases, and we now know, as Dr. Fauci has stated, that over time, we've gathered more data. We know that the gestation period is generally between two and three weeks. If we started seeing a huge spike in COVID cases like we did in New York City, on the week of December 16th, December 15th, 16th, 17th, when we were seeing the huge spike in New York City exactly three weeks after Thanksgiving, that no, don't believe your lying eyes as we all see an explosion of COVID cases hitting the hospitals. Don't believe your lying eyes as we all see people hospitalized with COVID spike as the disease takes its course, as we all know that it does. I'm going to have an epidemiologist on the show this month to walk us through COVID-19. To walk us through the progression of the disease. Because there are some on the right that have the audacity, who have no medical experience, no medical training, no medical background, pure political commentators, not even particularly good ones at that, to tell the rest of us that we need to ignore epidemiologists. This is where that road leads. And we've allowed now the Biden administration to hop on this right-wing train and go out there and spread their lies. It is misinformation knowing what you're doing. Fauci lied and I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of people have died because of this man's lies. Telling us in the beginning that somehow masks weren't going to prevent the disease, even though the World Health Organization told us that they would, and common sense told you that it would. Then go out there telling us, as I'm about to show you here in a moment, that as we were all told on TV, because I, I knew we were, I was going to have to keep these clips, as we were all told on TV that these vaccines were not simply to prevent the disease symptoms, but was to prevent infection. 
It was to prevent you from being infected with these diseases, period. And now they are walking back talking about how we might have misinterpreted this information. I don't think so. So unfortunately, for the most part, the only people who are running with Dr. Fauci being a compulsive liar are the right. But I fact checked this video and I made sure that these comments were in context. And I made sure that this was succinct and that anything within it was accurate. So here is another video of Dr. Fauci on CNBC recently. Also, the director of the CDC back in March of this year, making statements about the disease and about what the vaccines were capable of doing. I wondered whether you felt there had been a communication error for, from government officials throughout this pandemic by suggesting initially that the primary reason to get vaccinated was to prevent you getting COVID at all, as opposed to reducing the severity. Well, I think it was the question of what people interpreted. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. The 94 and 95 percent efficacy in those trials was prevention of symptomatic disease, not prevention of infection. That when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not gonna get infected. Question of what people interpreted. The fact that we know now that these vaccines are highly, highly effective, number one. Number two, they're really, really good against variants. Question of what people interpreted. People interpreted. There was a lot of people understandably felt that I'm not gonna get infected at all. Now that could have been done better communicating to the public, I admit. And so I, I just can't face another surge when there's so much optimism right at our fingertips. This is getting out of hand. We are talking about record COVID cases on a consistent basis. We are talking about a leader of the NIH that has now on a consistent basis in Republican and Democratic administrations lied about COVID-19, its severity, how it spread, and has led to a drop in the trust of the American people in their government to keep them safe. As of December 30th, there were almost 600,000 cases. 484,000 cases as of December 29th. As of December 30th, there was just shy of 600,000 cases. And now Anthony Fauci is out here to tell us that in fact, no, don't believe your lying eyes in the data. Don't believe your lying eyes. This is all, it's just coincidental that people are showing up with COVID-19. It's just a coincidence that people are showing up inside of hospitals when we know at this point, as he admits, as we know how the disease progresses, we know how long it gestates, we know when it's infectious, we know when it's contagious. And because Anthony Fauci refuses to break this down, let me do it. I'm gonna have an epidemiologist on later in the month to break this down for us, but here we go. Being contagious means that you can spread the disease, means that it can be spread to one individual to the other, means that it can be expelled from the body, how it is spread from one another. Infectious means that 
how likely it is or how able the virus or the disease is to communicate itself to you. So not only is it transmitted over the air, but then it is then taken into the body and gestates and becomes disease. The White House here, Omicron cases are on the rise. On December 29th, releases a new chart for all of us. And people were pointing this out. And I just, I want to make sure that everybody gets a good look at this. I want to get, everybody gets a good look at this. These people anchored the Y axis to start with two point one thousand deaths two thousand one hundred deaths a day stating that somehow that we had come down from two thousand seven hundred just under two thousand seven hundred to now we're just under two thousand three hundred so we're making progress when over two thousand people were dying a day inside the summer of 2020 i distinctly remember the left howling from the Majority Report, to Tom Hartman Show, to Secular Talk, to the David Pakman Show, to the Ben Dixon Show, everywhere, outstating that this was a humanitarian disaster on a scale the United States had not seen in a long time, if ever. And the Biden administration has the audacity to come out and anchor the y-axis to 2,100 deaths a day is the minimum. This is out of control, bro. And so here we go. As of the 29th, there were 484,000 cases. That is a world record. That is beyond India. That is beyond India. I want to remind you all, India has a population of over 1 billion people. We have like a third of that much, maybe a fourth of that population. We're going to talk about what Joe Biden stated, talking about how there's essentially nothing that the federal government can do. This isn't a federal solution. This is a state solution. Basically making the argument of devolution of Ronald Reagan and throwing up his hands and jumping on a helicopter and going to Delaware days before Christmas while the country is going to face an explosion in COVID cases. So I just, I want to go over this for everybody. So let's go ahead and, uh, and, and let, let's take a listen to what Joe Biden had to say. Microphone is here. Thank you, President Biden. He said, thank you very much. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board here. He talks about that a lot. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road. And that's where the patient is in need of help or preventing the need for uh, help. First, let's talk about how we got here. When I took office 10 months into the, we were 10 months into the pandemic, and even so, we had no, zero, over-the-counter home tests in the United States, none. And if, you, and if you wanted to get one, to get a test, you had to go to a clinic or a drugstore to have someone give you the test. And that was, there were very few places to go. So we got to work. We quadrupled the number of pharmacies offering a free test. 
And there are now more than 20,000 places where you can get tested for free. At, at many locations, you can book an appointment online in advance uh, uh, to minimize your weight. We've worked with Google, so you can now search COVID test near me on Google to find a location. And now I, I know the lines have gotten very long in some states. That's why I ordered FEMA to set up pop-up sites in places with high demand to shorten the wait. We stood up six new sites in New York City in five days, and there are more coming. For over-the-counter at-home tests, as I said, there, there, there were none when we took office. None. Now we have eight on the market, and just three days ago, another test was cleared. We went from no over-the-counter tests in January to 46 million in October, 100 million in November, and almost 200 million in December. But it's not enough. It's clearly not enough. If I'd, we'd known, we would have gone harder, quicker if we could have. Because steps we have to be taken to increase the number of authorized tests, we're now able to purchase 500 million at-home rapid tests to be sent to the American people for free when they request it. And we're going to continue to use the Defense Production Act to produce as many tests as possible. And starting in two weeks, private insurance will reimburse you for the cost of at-home tests. We're providing access to free tests for folks who don't have insurance. But we have to do more. We have to do better. And we will. The third point I'd like to make is more support for your hospitals. On hospitalizations, let me start with this. Because we have had so many vaccinated and boosted, we're not seeing hospitalizations rise as sharply as we did in March of 2020, or even this past fall. Americans, America has made progress. Things are better. But we do know that with the rising cases, we still have tens of millions of unvaccinated people, and we're seeing hospitalizations rise. It means our hospitals in some places are going to get overrun, but in terms of equipment, both in terms of equipment and staff. That's why we stockpiled and pre-positioned millions of gowns, gloves, masks, and ventilators. We're mobilizing an additional 1,000 military doctors and nurses and, and medics to help staff hospitals. FEMA is deploying hundreds of ambulances and EMS crews to transport patients. We've already deployed emergency response teams in Colorado, Michigan, Minnesota, Vermont, New Hampshire, and New Mexico. We're ready to provide more hospital beds as well. The bottom line is we want to assure the American people that we're prepared. We know what it takes. And as, uh, as this group of bipartisan governors has shown, we're going to get through it by working together. I want to thank the governors for their partnership, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, with that, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Jeff, and I understand you guys may have some questions. His excuse out of all of this, his excuse out of all of this, is to say that, well, now we have PPE. Well, I've now I mobilized a thousand doctors across a country of 313 million people. There are statistics to state that in places like Oklahoma, in Tennessee, in Arkansas, in Kansas, there are no ICU beds available. There are no ICU beds available. And Fauci is going to get up here and tell us, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your lying eyes. None of that's true. What you talking about, Willis? That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. What you talking about? Kids are just being hospitalized with COVID, not because of COVID. People are just being hospitalized with COVID, not because of COVID. A pack 
of lies. A pack of lies is what we were sold, is what we're being sold right now. And so Joe Biden tells us famously, famously tells us that essentially you're on your own. Depending on what state you're in, this is a state problem. And this is going to be solved on the state level. Nothing else I can really do about it. Throw my hands up in the air. Talk to your governor. Write your governor. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. Look. He says, look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved on the state level where the rubber meets the road. This is about preventing the need for people to get help. Do you remember? Because I know I was told by the Biden administration they were going to shut down the country. If the scientists told them they were going to shut it down. I remember being told by the Biden administration in the form of Dr. Fauci and the head of the CDC that these vaccines were to prevent you from becoming infected whatsoever. Not the onset of symptomatic disease. You said specifically all throughout last spring during the rollout of the vaccine, this was to prevent people from becoming infected, period. And now the script has changed. Now they on that bullshit, which is you must have misheard me. You must have misinterpreted what I said. We misinterpret shit. You heard plain and simple what that man said. And right now, right now, as I am literally recording this podcast, I have a friend from high school who literally had to check themselves into the hospital and they have extended waiting lines to get into a fucking patient first to be seen because of how overrun the American healthcare system is. This is out of control. This is out of control. She is fully vaccinated with no booster shot. And as we are seeing in the data that is being released, we know for a fact that people who are vaccinated without quote unquote booster shots are being reinfected with COVID-19. And does it significantly reduce your does it significantly reduce your chances of being admitted to a hospital? Yes. Yes, it does. Does that mean that there are not serious chances for serious health consequences because of that? No, it doesn't. They are playing Russian roulette with our lives for quarterly corporate profits. And as I said, we should have known that from the moment that the U.S. government and governments around the world refuse to do anything serious about climate change to prevent the literal biosphere of the planet that we all live, breathe, and depend on. The second that we knew that those people were not going to do that should have been the second that we knew that they had no interest and had no ability They were so corrupted, they had no ability to fully redress any crisis. And so this humanitarian disaster in the form of COVID-19 
is going to exponentially, is going to overwhelm the United States healthcare system. I have a friend right now who is facing difficulty going to a patient first to get seen for symptoms of COVID-19. She is fully vaccinated. And in this country, with this president, this man who told us that he was going to quote unquote shut down the virus, that he would put the country on lockdown if that's what his health experts told him. Well, Mr. President, we got over 580,000 COVID cases on December 30th. What you gonna do about it? Well, I told you what he's gonna do about it. Shit, I didn't tell you what he's gonna do about it. His head of the NIH told him, just finished telling you, Dr. Fauci, what they're gonna do about it. The purpose of it was, is that given the wave, the extraordinary unprecedented wave of infections that we are experiencing now and will certainly experience more of in the next few weeks, that there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated, who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days, that you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running. So the decision was made, although it's not completely risk-free, of saying, let's get that cut in half so that we could have 50%, namely half of the 10 days, and 50% of that time, people can actually be out with a mask in society. The purpose of it was, is that given the wave, the extraordinary unprecedented wave of infections that we are experiencing now, and will certainly experience more of in the next few weeks, that there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated, who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days, that you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running. So the decision was made, although it's not completely risk-free, of saying, let's get that cut in half so that we could have 50%, namely half of the 10 days, and 50% of that time, people can actually be out with a mask in society. So this man is admitting publicly that knowing that they fucked up, they so bungled the ability to contain COVID-19 during winter. It's not like there was any other period. It's not like we've already been through a winter with COVID-19 with another variant where we knew that hospitalizations were going to spike. Dr. Fauci just finished telling us that they're, that he's the head of the NIH and that they have better data. In fact, yes, we do. And you know what the data tells us? Is that during the winter months, this is going to be a disease that crops up during those months because we did not isolate the world at that time when the disease first started spreading in December of 2019, in January of 2020, in February of 2020, we didn't lock down the country and tell the rest of the world there's nobody coming in or out of here until this disease is taken care of on y'all's end. This man coming up here and telling us on national television that we have so fucked up our ability to contain this virus 
that instead of putting the country on lockdown, which is exactly what he doesn't say, he dances around it to keep American society open, to keep American society running. You know why he says the word open? Because he doesn't want to say the word not on lockdown, which is what we need to be on, which is what the country needs to be back on. Everybody needs to be home. We got damn near 600,000 goddamn cases of COVID-19 happening in a single fucking day. Day before that, we got 480,000 cases. Almost a million goddamn people in the course of two days in the United States have been infected with COVID-19. And instead of the president calling for a national lockdown to curb the spread of the disease after his administration so fucked up their response, they decided to instead cut the isolation period in half in order so you can get your ass back to work. This is genocidal. This is genocidal. This is genocidal. This is murderous. This is murderous. You knew the consequences of what COVID-19 does to human bodies. You know that this disease is going to explode in terms of its infection rate around the country. And you do nothing. Worse than nothing, you decide you were going to cut in half isolation period. That is completely and totally unacceptable. New York City, on Christmas Eve, put out a report. New York City Health Department, health officials, put out a report stating, and I just want to preface this article from Newsweek, named... NYC COVID hospitalizations quadruple over three weeks for kids. Just a third of them are vaccinated. That was released on Christmas morning of 2021. Because vaccinations for kids were just approved a few months ago. During late summer, early fall. We know that these kids are not vaccinated. And so now here with this article, here we go. The number of children in New York City hospitalized due to COVID-19 quadrupled over the past three weeks as the number of Omicron-related cases soared, according to the state's health department. The New York State Department of Health issued a health advisory to warn about the increasing number of hospitalizations on Friday. In a statement, the department noted the majority of pediatric hospitalizations are among those who have not received the COVID-19 vaccine. You want to know why that is? Because it was not but a few months ago that the COVID-19 vaccine was approved for kids. The article from Newsweek goes on to state about half of the admissions are children younger than five years old and are therefore ineligible to get vaccinated. When it comes to older children, there have been some, some breakthrough hospitalizations, though the majority remain unvaccinated. 
No fully vaccinated children ages 5 to 11 years old have been admitted into a New York hospital since December 19th, according to the statement. They first became eligible to take the vaccine in November. About 23% of admitted patients ages 12 to 17 years old were fully vaccinated. According across New York, 16% of 5 to 11-year-olds and 71% of 12 to 17-year-olds have been fully vaccinated against the virus. Most of the increase in pediatric hospitalizations is concentrated in New York City and its surrounding areas, the statement said. According to the acting New York State Health Commissioner, Dr. Mary Bassett, the risks of COVID-19 for children are real. We are alerting New Yorkers to this recent striking increase in pediatric COVID-19 admissions so that pediatricians, parents, and guardians can take urgent action to protect our youngest New Yorkers. And I just want you to read. I just I, I want to read to you the statement that was put out by the White House as children's hospitalization rates are skyrocketing throughout New York City. A significant chunk of those hospitalizations are kids under five years old. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Well, Joe Biden, kids under the age of five who are not eligible for the fucking vaccine are being sent to the hospital. So I guess we're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for five-year-olds. This is completely unacceptable. This is absolutely and completely totally unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. And the solution to this problem, which I'm going to get to because the horrendous state of the response to COVID-19 from the federal government as Joe Biden climbs on his motherfucking helicopter and goes back to Delaware, as kids five year and younger are being admitted to the hospital for infection with COVID-19. And this jackass has the temerity to get up and write a statement stating that the winter is gonna be full of severe illness and death for anyone who's unvaccinated. Having his NIH and CDC go out there and feed into right wing narratives irresponsibly that is murderous you are culpable for those deaths you know better no excuse as to why you are advising people to do this the solution to these problems is simple because apparently we can't find a solution so let me break it down for you lockdown for six months and I mean lockdown like lockdown back in March of 2020. No one leaves the house. 
unless it is absolutely 100% totally necessary. For those who it is absolutely 100% and totally necessary, you are getting medical grade N95 masks. You are getting issued face visors. You're getting issued eye protections. You are the first in line for booster shots and vaccines. And if you are essential, you are going to get vaccinated. And I'll get to that in a minute. We're going back to $600 unemployment per week, if not higher, to keep people home. Freeze prices around the country using executive power of wage and price controls. Freezing prices, period, where they stand. Number three. A national security emergency declaration by the president of the United States stating that this is a military exigent. This is a national security emergency if there ever has been one. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are being infected with a disease that is continuing to evolve that has killed nearly a million Americans. It is going to be a door to door campaign by the National Guard or the U.S. military in order to vaccinate every single man, woman, and child in the country. I'm not hearing about no HIPAA. I'm not hearing about no bullshit. You are going to be vaccinated. Smallpox, mumps, rubella, chickenpox, all of that. You are being vaccinated for that when you are born and you are going to be vaccinated against this disease that is ravaging the world, ravaging the United States, and destroying life for everyone. Yes, you are gonna be vaccinated, and yes, you're gonna be made to. And am I willing to argue it? Absolutely. I am a small D Democrat. When we as a society face a threat to our society as a whole, as a collective, we are more than just a collection of individuals. We are a whole. We are one. The statement is e pluribus unum, out of many, one. And when we have a threat to our society, we come together and we make decisions in order to make sure that our society is no longer threatened. The survival of our society, the continuation of our society is based on our action against climate change. And that should be happening, period. And when it comes to this vaccine, it should be a door-to-door campaign of you are going to get vaccinated if I have to strap you down in a chair and put that needle in your arm. This childish, petty, venal, stupid resistance to medical science should not be tolerated anymore. I am tired of having debates, stupid debates about whether or not people should be made to get vaccinated. Yes, they should. This disease is evolving. This disease is contagious. This disease is killing people. It is leading to long-term effects. It is disabling people. And it is the same people who are making the arguments against getting vaccinated. It's the same people who are making the arguments against mask mandates who are going to be making the same arguments against those people who are disabled from getting health care, from getting their health care costs covered when they're hospitalized with COVID.
that they're so insistent that everyone has the liberty to go fucking catch. And somehow we're going to be in this dumbass conversation with these people, these disingenuous people. These non-science educated people who have the audacity to tell us that we're going to ignore epidemiologists and the science. Not their political arbiters and messagemen in the form of the head of the NIH and the CDC, but the actual data that we know exists from other countries and the United States of how the disease is spread, how it gestates, how it infects others, and how long it's contagious for. But these are the same people who are going to argue against your health care costs getting covered when you get infected with COVID-19. Or God forbid, your goddamn five-year-old getting infected with COVID-19. This is ridiculous. This has gone on far enough and it ends now. Lockdown for six months. The vaccine patents are lifted. The U.S. military developed vaccine is fast-tracked. It is given around the world. And the United States government, it fucking self, if it has to, so help me God, send an email with the instructions or set up a FTP server with the instructions or, or send a goddamn flash drive, set up a Dropbox account to the other industrial companies around the world with the instructions on how to make these vaccines in order so that every single person in the world can be fully vaccinated with booster shots in six months so we can end this disease instead of continuing to ration out people's lives. Decisions in society which people like libertarians and right-wingers do not understand because they don't have a conception of what the public good is. They don't. They are ignorant of that. Their entire political ideology is predicated on their not being a collective. Their entire political ideology is predicated on their not being a government, a common good, whatsoever. In these situations, in these situations, we make decisions as a society that are done for the common good. The reason why we allow white supremacists, Nazis, and racists to say the things that they do, not only because it is political speech, but also because we have made a calculation that we know exists. Black people, Asian Americans, Native Americans, Hispanics, disabled people, queer people, trans people. We know that their language, their ideology causes death and suffering for us. But we allow them to say what they have to say because that is a slippery slope. That allows for other people's speech who is considered offensive to be limited. This is not a matter of speech. This is a matter of the health and safety, the integrity of the future of the United States of America. The United States of America had effectively no population growth last year. This must end. This must end. Soon. Everyone is vaccinated. Everyone is sent home unless you are 100% necessary, unless you are literally involved in moving shit, 
from the boat that mostly are all automated now, the boats that move shit from place to place in the world, to the dock workers, to the track to trailer drivers, to the inti- to the DHL, the FedEx, the UPS, the Amazons of the world. Unless you are directly involved in that activity, you are going home. This is out of control. This is out of control. This is out of control. And this has to stop. This must stop. We as a society make choices. Sometimes there are no such thing as good choices. When we have listened to the libertarians and the right wingers and the crazies. The genocidal maniacs. On the right. And I include Joe Biden on the right. Who have allowed this to continue to make this a personal responsibility pandemic. This must end. It ends here. It ends now. This has gone on far enough. And for the good of this society. For our lives to continue. There needs to be a national lockdown. An immediate suspension of rent and home mortgage payments. An immediate ending of any and all eviction cases brought before the courts for at least a year. An immediate cancellation of student debt. An immediate cancellation of all medical debt. Without this being done, we are going to be in this same situation. This disease is being spread from adults to five-year-olds. Totally unacceptable. Cannot continue. This genocide has to end. And the solutions are simple. Corporate profits can get fucked. I will say out loud, I do not give a single shit about quarterly profits. I don't care. I don't care. I literally could care less. I don't give a single fuck about corporate profits. Not one. I do not care about the future or health of business in this society. No, I don't. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Because you know what's really hard to sell things to? Dead people. It's the same argument now happening in Chicago public schools and New York City public schools with goddamn near 20% positivity rates with these tests. In Virginia, you got fucking COVID rates shooting up almost to 20,000 cases a day, almost doubling previous records. This is out of hand. With these cases spiraling out of control the way that they are, Teachers should be teaching from home. If not, the school year should just stop. And if you're upset about that, well, then you should be advocating for vaccine mandates across the board. You should be advocating for a national security emergency being declared. You should be advocating for mask mandates everywhere. Fighting for quote unquote liberty. You're fighting for genocide. And you're fighting for a society that is dying. 
You're fighting for a world that is dying. You have no skin in that game. You don't have an autoimmune disease. You don't have HIV. You don't have cancer. You don't take immunosuppressive drugs. You aren't under the age of five. You aren't obese. You are not elderly. You are not disabled. And you are willing in the name of whatever the fuck liberty it is that you call that to sacrifice and ration out other people's lives so that you're not inconvenienced because of some shit that you read in Ayn Rand or in Reason Magazine, which I remind everybody that up until a few decades ago was not only writing anti-Semitic, racist, homophobic, transphobic, white nationalist lies, but also denying that it even happened or culpability and refusing to issue an apology for it. Being the publication arm of the John Birch Society. This is outrageous. This ends now. This ends now. This has gone on far enough. It is not complicated. Send everyone home. Pay people to stay home during a pandemic. I know that seems crazy. But maybe, just maybe, when five-year-olds are getting infected and being sent to the hospital with a disease that can give them neurological disorders for the rest of their lives, break their immune systems, give them heart conditions, cause them to have strokes or seizures, attack their ability to use their lungs, or shut down their respiratory systems, that yes, we're going to pay people to stay home. Not having some stupid ass conversation about whether about some work ethic. That does not matter. This ends now. This ends now. I am tired of having debates with people who have no idea what they're talking about. Who have no skin in the game. Who do not have kids. Who are not immunocompromised who are not elderly, who are not disabled, to come out here and tell us that no, it's actually all a good idea that we remove all the restrictions in society. No, it is not. And if you're going to make that ideological argument, then you're making an ideological argument for genocide. And it's stupid what you believe. It is stupid. And I'll be the first one to tell it to you, to your face. It is stupid. This ends now. The phrase is e pluribus unum. Out of many, one. And it is time that we live up to that during this pandemic. And we do what needs to be done to rid ourselves and this country of this pestilence. Excellent child, I will tolerate your insolence no more!